we can keep having these debates about whether the UFO UAP phenomenon originates from classified American technology, foreign adversaries, other planets, or whatever. But with the preponderance of evidence skewing overwhelmingly to non-human intelligence, we need to move on to what non-human intelligence looks like. We should start by getting acquainted with what's in our own backyard. Here's something from the Devoid Files in 2014. With two-thirds of its neurons distributed not in the brain, but throughout its tentacles, the physiology of the extremely savvy octopus isn't the only earthly life form forcing us to reassess the nature of perception and intelligence. There's also the swarm intelligence of superorganisms like ants, in which the individual and competing hierarchies are sacrificed for the efficiency of the horde. There's a reason ants have been around for more than a hundred million years, and every reason to believe their relentless colonization will continue long after we're gone. Renowned myrmecologist Mark Moffat compares the phenomenon to, quote, a kind of live computer with crawling bits for its wits. He argues their formula is so successful because neither ant colonies nor supercomputers need consciousness to make smart choices. He adds this, it doesn't pay to consolidate power. Better to have redundant operations with few or no established commands as ants do. If, as it appears, some form of intelligence fused with high technology lies at the heart of the UFO puzzle, why must all forms of intelligence mirror our own? Ants always come to mind when I hear the question, if UFOs are real, why don't they land on the White House lawn? If leaderless superorganisms are a part of that answer, a take-me-to-your-leader scenario simply doesn't compute. And the interspecies communication conundrum got even more puzzling recently after I spent a little time with the New Yorker magazine article, The Intelligent Plant. This one makes our inability to engage two-way conversation with dolphins look like a game of tic-tac-toe. Botanists are bitterly divided over the term plant neurobiology, described by one source as sophisticated behaviors observed in plants that cannot at present be completely explained by familiar genetic and biochemical mechanisms. And in that vacuum, one might confer intelligence onto the mystery. But given how plants show no evidence of neurons, brains, or central nervous systems, the bias against the concept of intelligent flora is ostensibly well-founded. However, a small but growing community of botanists is making the case for plant intelligence resembling swarm behavior in ant colonies. Employing electrical and chemical signaling equipped with between 15 and 20 senses, 
exhibiting stress behaviors, and inviting suggestions of echolocation, all performed without a central command center. Plants, sedentary and non-ambulatory though they appear, may also be alerting researchers to the limitations of cerebrocentric intelligence. In fact, the data is already inspiring theoretical computer modeling based on, quote, the distributed computing performed by thousands of roots processing a vast number of environmental variables. One of these project collaborators is an Italian plant physiologist, Stefano Mancuso. Mancuso has worked with the European Space Agency on plant behavior in extreme environments. In 2011, he managed to get some experiments aboard a space shuttle mission. Mancuso told The New Yorker that a fuller comprehension of plants would be like, quote, being in contact with an alien culture, but we can have all the advantages of that contact without any of the problems because it doesn't want to destroy us. Well, maybe not, but forget domination and conquest. The more challenging question is, how do you even begin to interpret torrents of information from a superorganism whose interactions with its environment in no way reflect our own? Plants may work off a completely different time dimension from ours, and they may appear static. But as time-lapse video indicates, they are plenty capable of active, directed, and intentional behaviors. And as New Yorker writer Michael Pollan pointed out, they aggressively dominate our planet with 99% of Earth's biomass. There's a reason for that. And perhaps as well, a cautionary note about attempting to extrapolate the motives of UFOs from our own extremely limited modes of perception. This is Life in Jonestown. I'm Billy Cox.